Fact, rumour, scrutiny, suggestion. The Huddle. On The Huddle with me this evening, Kane Thompson, former Labour Party Press Secretary, David Farrer, Kiwi blog, Curia Polster. Hi, you two. Hello. All right, hello, Kane. Hello. Kane, you understand how this works. Why did it take seven months to get... What is the magic words to get them to fast-track a, a good decision, not take seven months? Oh, I don't know. I heard your interview, um, and I've got some sympathies for that. The last time we talked about the nursing issue, um, you know, I completely agreed with you. I think that the government needed to be doing a lot more, a lot sooner. I don't know what the hold-up was. Um, I think there has generally been some fear around some action. I don't know that it's all the governments. But I think the, the public sector has some nervousness around taking actions as well. But it does seem that immigration has been slow to respond in a number of ways, not just in the nursing sector, right across the board. But are you the, saying, you know, Kane, that there has been advice from within the public sector that they needed to keep nurses on a slower track? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm supposing here. Um, I can't imagine, though, that this is directly um, all the government saying, no, no, keep this on a slow track. We're not sure what to do here. I don't think that's the case at all. But I do think that you've got a combination of factors that has led to a... It's a poor result. I completely agree. It's a poor result. It's not good enough. They should have moved faster and they should have done more. David, why would it take them seven months? What could possibly explain delaying an obvious decision like this? Because they didn't do it in seven days. If there's going to be a back down, it's seven days or seven months to generalise. It's never seven weeks. The seven-day ones you see quite often. I think of one when Key was in office. There was saying about refugees. I think it was from Syria. And at first they were saying, oh, no, no, we have our standard policy. And then it became clear people were saying, this is terrible. And I think it took five days for this out. And when you do it really quickly, you just say, oh, yeah, look, we didn't quite consider that. We've listened. That's fine. Yeah. But once you've missed that initial period, you don't want to look like you're just backing down because of when you get stubborn and you have the officials saying this, and you then leave it too long to get the benefit. So, so that's where it tends to be. Either it's going to be really quick or it does take a long time. And, of course, in this one, it should have been a seven-day one. Like the officials said, oh, look, nurses are a bit more likely to flee to Australia. So... But, yeah, you know, well, so what? If we give them residence... I know. Then Even if you keep no half of them, at least... They go to yeah. But so, David, you're, you're, you're coming down on the side of stubbornness. Yes. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, the good politicians know when to fold and know when to do it quickly. And in the past, Labour sometimes have done that very quickly. I think we saw that with their, what was that, $70 billion tax on KiwiSaver accounts. They folded on that one within a week. They should have done the same with this one. They said, yeah. Yeah, of course we should treat nurses the same as doctors. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you need them. All right, listen, we'll take a, we'll take a break with you two. Back with the huddle, David Farrer, Kane Thompson. Right, David. Based on that Hamilton West by-election result, short of a dramatic twist, Labour is in trouble at the next election, aren't they? Yeah, they are, not just due to that. But look, it was a huge turnabout. They won it two years ago with 16%. They lost it by the same margin, 16%. The national polls have shown them behind by quite a bit. Now, normally election year, though, the traditional thing you would do is do a big spending budget and offer mm. lots of goodies. But you've got the Reserve Bank saying, hey, we're spending too much. We have to hike up interest rates. So the normal response that you would do, especially a Labour government to being behind in the polls, isn't going to be as palatable. So that's a real challenge for the government is what's their message 
for how voting for them is going to to you know make things better. Yeah. What what do you reckon Kane has gone wrong here? I mean, fifty percent in twenty twenty, thirty percent in twenty twenty two. What's happened? Yeah. Look, um, just looking ahead. Um, there are lots of things that lots of parties can't do now. I think National will have some difficulty in offering significant tax cuts to the top, the top taxpayers as well. But you know, if you look at what's what's happening here, you've you've got low turnout. That's that's one thing, and it's a low stakes election. So, you know, the the by election result isn't going to impact the complexion of Parliament. But it is a shot across bow. The government does need to be paying attention. I think, you know, personally, I think they're spread too thin. They're running too many issues. They're trying to yeah. do too many things. And it's not being as effective as they could be if they narrowed focus of the, the political agenda of the party. You've got a year a year to go. A lot can happen. I think they need to narrow the agenda, get down to the basic focus points, um, and clear the decks. David, what the hell is going on with the tar seal up north? Well, it's, just, it's the blame game, isn't it? Um, where we blame the NZTA and they blame Fulton Hogan. Um, and Fulton <laughs> Hogan looks like are going to be paying out some money, which I've never seen before. Normally you sort of do the compensation with the government and the government then gets it back off the contractor. But this one seems a bit bizarre where the government say senior invoices directly to Fulton Hogan. I mean, you know, and Fulton Hogan blames the weather. Kane, this is getting ridiculous, though, because we've got this. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. We've got we've got this happening. We've got Waka Kotahi needing re uh, sorry, um, Transmission Gully needing resealing out of Wellington after eight months or something like that. You've got roads not being finished. You've got potholes everywhere. This feels I don't know. I mean, is it always like this? Or are we just particularly interested in roads this year? Um, I think neither. I just think something's not working. Um, you know, you've also got Kapiti Expressway when that finished as well. They had to start resurfacing within a couple of months. Yes. But it's appalling. Um, there's something wrong in the procurement process where I think these companies have an opportunity to make a bid. Um, they have traditionally in the past kind of lowballed it. You know why? They've lowballed it because they know that when you've got a public sector client, once you start the contract, it's always going to get paid. So... You know, I, th- I think something needs to be sharpened up in the the permit process. Otherwise, I'm going to start my own company and I'm going to start doing asphalting myself because it's obviously a license <laughs> for money. <laughs> well, there's a, word. There, there's a there's a consultant just the mind ticking over. Right. David, <laughs> what speed do you drive at, David? How much over the speed limit? Be honest. Um, if you ask me now, it's very little over the speed limit. If you ask me before I had children in the car, I would probably tend like a good open highway, 110, 115. Yeah. I do believe you drive to conditions. And let's just take Transmission Gully. You can drive 115 absolutely safely there. Yeah. Uh, there's other areas on the open road where actually I don't even drive at 100. So, yeah, I am a believer in, in yeah, common sense there. But, of course, you know, that's not quite what the law is, unlike so, Germany, where they do no, actually but have... Everybody drives... Well, I thought, it turns out not everybody. Everybody drives to the threshold, Kane, but apparently they've dropped the threshold and they're not going to tell us what the threshold is. What do you do? Um, look, yeah, I'll be honest. I drive to the conditions, but sometimes when you've got the opportunity, the space, and it feels safe, um, if you if you have to do something, you have to do something, and you go over the speed limit. Yep, okay, I do it. Um, I think um, it, there's a cultural issue here too. 
Um, you know, New Zealanders, we're, we're the worst drivers in the world, although we tell each other we're the best drivers in the world. But, you know, we, we overtake on corners. We confirm we don't indicate. We speed up in passing lanes if we're in the left-hand lane. We do all sorts of things to make each other mad. But, of course, we're the best drivers ever. Um, but the, the police threshold thing, I mean, there is a... There isn't, isn't there some kind of tolerance in car speedometers as well where they're not entirely yes. accurate? That's um, exactly so right. To, yeah, it does seem to me like it's a little bit unfair if you're pinging someone at 102 after they've just completed an overtaking manoeuvre. Um, it, it seems a little bit rough. I mean, I, I get the message. Drive to the conditions, drive to the speed limit. Um, don't go but over. We're but we're humans. You know, we're human beings. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, Thank exactly. you. Unfortunately, we're not according to the comp- robots and you've got to go to the speed limit. Okay, anyway, Kane Thompson, David Farrar, huddle this evening.